bring in Stuart Katz, Chief Investment Officer and Principal at Robertson Stevens. Stuart, what are the odds we get a nice, clean, bullish for stocks number tomorrow? Is it too much to ask for? Look, it, it's certainly in the realm of the possible. I mean, what we are experiencing and have been experiencing now year to date is what I'll call price discovery. And, and at times it can be unsettling. And on days like this, I think people probably fear that they're missing out. The punchline of which is we really do need to understand, as we're describing and you and your guests were thoughtfully articulating, where are interest rates going to go? Because the cost of money is going up. And in the past, with such a low cost of money and extraordinarily fiscal stimulus, investors' risk appetites expanded, complacency increased, and now people are reminded there are two basic tenets that drive asset valuations. One is, are earnings growing? And two, multiple expansion. And so now some businesses, in fact, have had a decline in price on valuation and an improvement in earnings. So the multiples have actually compressed to the point where maybe things actually are on sale and can create an opportunity in a very targeted way um, for upside. How do we uh, assess that when things have been uh, moving so quickly here in both directions? We had such an explosive valuation expansion during COVID, rivaling dot-com by some metrics exceeding it. And uh, when things get overbought, a lot of times traders expect them to get oversold on the downside, where maybe it looks fair from an historical average. But where do we sit right now? I got a chart of valuations for this conversation, the S&P PE. And a trailing basis, we're still around 20, which is uh, above the average, uh, charting it back the last 50 years. Yeah, so look, I, you know, I think inevitably, that, you know, we're all asking ourselves, quote, are we at the bottom? And that question needs really to be selectively applied to different asset classes, different geographies, and then different securities with, within an asset class like equities. The, the markets still look a bit vulnerable. We all know if you lean on history that some of the best days are clustered around some of the worst trading days when there is elevated uncertainty. And we are still in a world of uncertainty. You look at the PE ratio on the S&P 500, and we still haven't reached levels of sort of previous market bottoms. You look at the fixed income market, credit spreads are starting to move higher, but still are not really near or well above any kind of long-term credit spread averages since the great financial crisis. And growth equities in particular, their long-term PE averages right now for the current stocks, they're above those long-term averages. So I think right now you're starting more recently to get some signaling out of the treasury market that they're beginning to demonstrate and behave like a risk off asset. And so that kind of two way flow is very constructive in terms of the markets indicating that they're near a bottom. But let's face it, investors need greater clarity on rates, inflation, macro growth and potential headwinds or tailwinds in terms of corporate earnings. And we're seeing bits and pieces of that coming out with some of the names you referenced earlier. Well said. Uh, is there a, um, a timing issue of, on that uh, PE trade-off between valuation and earnings dimension? Uh, as companies have been reporting, the earnings uh, expectations for the year have actually gone up. It's just that the market hasn't uh, been satisfied with the degree they've gone up. So as some of our economic data over the last month generally slows, 
Uh, the employment situation seems firm enough for Powell, but the economic surprise index uh, went the most negative in like eight months. So we have been missing. Is there a possibility here that while valuation contraction maybe has done its job, that earnings might start to slip if the economy slows down? What's the potential for that in the second half of the year? I think that's a real risk. I think you put your finger on an important pressure point. Earnings guidance come the second half of the year. The markets and investor behavior typically starts looking around the corner into 2023 with the earnings announcements that will be coming out the second half of this year. And so while companies and executives were reporting in the rearview mirror earlier this year, some strong year-on-year -year performance with some sort of generally, I'd say, modestly positive uh, types of outlooks, and, and you've seen that, it's really now as we look into 2023 that senior executives are going to have to sharpen their pencil and ask themselves, do I have some real headwinds in terms of input costs, labor, et cetera? So we've got our eye on wage inflation. We want to see month on month, quarter on quarter, is that starting to plateau? We've got our eye on the dollar, and we're asking ourselves as a barometer of risk on, risk off, and whether or not the currency markets are thinking rates are going to stop increasing because, as you were saying, there's economic slowdown. But let's remember, the slowdown has two sides of this coin. One is good news, slowdown. Maybe the Fed doesn't need to be as aggressive with rate hikes. Bad news is macroeconomic slowdown, which could be a headwind to earnings growth and therefore effectively raising the P.E. and the cost of what you're buying in the market. Really like the dollar point there. We've been watching that, too. So you think that's a pretty good tell that's going to uh, stay uh, inversely correlated with the stock market? I, I think it is a, um, an important part of the mosaic. And let's, let's also remember, again, it's also a barometer in terms of investor sentiment around geopolitical risks and concerns uh, going out in, into, you know, whether it's Ukraine, China, et cetera. Great stuff. Stuart, really good uh, cogent analysis, clear, helpful for us. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to more. Absolutely. Sure, thanks. Stuart Katz, Chief Investment Officer and Principal at Robertson Stevens.